Episode 604, yes. I uh, will say, on that note of talking of episodes, I suppose, sure, why not, uh, wasn't a huge... Let me just fix this microphone. Where is a good... Test, test, test. Hello, hello. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's better. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why would you listen to this, you weirdo? I love you for doing so. And I want to know about you, the listener. Audience participation time. You know, uh, uh, get at me. And I mean that specifically on Twitter. You know, just say, I, I listen to the podcast. And then uh, what I'll do from there is, you know, I'll look at your Twitter profile. See what kind of person you are. Uh, uh, do a little digging. Hire a private detective. Find where you live. And we'll be friends, I swear to God. Uh, no, I won't do all, most of those things, but some of them I will. Uh, yeah, anyways, as I was always saying, with regards to the last episode, 603, if we're talking, you know, numerically, which we are, uh, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I don't know. Uh, it just felt like, uh, like it, it was sort of the same old, same old, uh, to, to a certain degree, which I, 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 you know, I'm trying to shy away from a little bit, um, so I, I'm trying to figure out ways to rectify that. And mostly I think it's got to do with my show notes, such as they are, which as I've explained, it's just a, you know, a series of emails to myself. Uh, it'll be things like, uh, uh, you know, like a little note, little blurb. Uh, if it's a movie, which it's, it looks like I got quite a few, this one, um, it'll be like a little link to the IMDb and, you know, that's kind of it. Uh... I feel like I need to add more. You know what would probably be a good idea is adding, you know, sort of just stray thoughts and ideas. And I have some of that, but uh, because it's new to me, I suppose, I'm not yet doing it to the degree or proficiency that I think is possible. Yeah, okay, that's, that's, uh, that's probably a good way to boil it down. Uh, things are brewing in that realm, and I hope to get better at them. And I hope you, listening to this, join me on the journey of betterment. Ah. Alright, uh, so uh, just looking at my uh, aforementioned notes here, first one is breakfast for dinner. Mmm, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, you ever do that? Uh, the missus and I, I was trying to sort of figure out how often we do it. I'd probably say four times a year. You know, we're not doing it a great amount. Four to six. Yeah, probably somewhere in that neighborhood. Times a year we will, uh, you know, make the conscious decision on a, on a Saturday night to uh, uh, have, have a nice big breakfast for dinner hence the term breakfast for dinner uh yeah we we do sort of the default you know bacon uh uh, sausage quite often which we don't usually purchase except for these occasions Uh, same with bacon although maybe a little more often we'll purchase that um hash browns i like to get involved if i can 
uh, eggs, uh, I'm sort of always in charge of uh, cooking eggs. Usually we'll do scrambled just because that's what the missus preferred. I actually lean towards uh, sunny side. Uh, sunny side up if we're, you know, say having eggs in a restaurant or something like that. Or even if I'm making them myself, I'll quite often prefer sunny side. I like a, I like a, a, a runny yolk, dip my toast in it. Come on. Come on. Or uh, as good or perhaps better even, you put those runny eggs on top of your hash browns and chop them open. And then the, the, the yolk... Uh, you know, gets in your hash brown. If you don't like runny yolk, that's probably disgusting to you, which the miss is not a fan of a runny yolk. Yeah, hence the scramble. Uh, this time we actually didn't have eggs. Uh, just because we made, this was our sort of logic, we made French toast uh, that was sort of very, uh, you know, you, you get eggs in that, of course, and we made it with a French stick, which we'd never done before. It actually turned out pretty well. Uh, where you just, uh, you know, chop up, uh, you get a nice l a long loaf of French stick. French stick bread. Is that what it's called? French stick? I mean, it does look like a stick. And in my family, we've always called it French stick, but it seems weird. Stick. Anyways, yeah, so you chop that up, you know, dip it in your eggs, fry it up. Uh, threw a little uh, uh, cinnamon uh, sugar on that, which uh, I have on toast occasionally. Uh, and what else did we have? I guess that was it. Yeah, the variety in this particular session wasn't as huge as it sometimes is. Oh, strawberries we had. Yes, those those are good, you know, a little palate cleanser, especially when you're having some greasy food. It's nice to get the, the little tartness of a strawberry involved. Uh, all in all, breakfast for dinner, don't sleep on it, you know. It, it, you don't have to do it every week by any means, but uh, you know, a couple times a year, just mix it up a bit, and I think you'll be pleased. You know what I think? Sort of one of the uh, advantages of doing it is, you know, a lot of the times breakfast you're gonna have it in the morning, hence the the name break fast. Uh, and you know, you're tired and, uh, and your stomach feels a certain way as opposed to how it does in the, uh, the, the afternoon uh, around dinner time. So it, it, it's sort of a different vibe, uh, the, the cooking and the, the eating of breakfast at night, it sort of mixes things up and, uh, you know, try it. Why don't you moving on to my next note, which is a film I see called paranormal activity colon next of kin oh one of these things Ugh. uh from 2021 oh yeah okay you know what on that note it's sort of interesting uh and i think maybe we've had one or two certainly not a lot of movies now modern movies 2021 movies where the uh, uh where covid is actually sort of uh, actually mentioned and uh, and and the films take place in a post-covid world which is very interesting now do you do movies were you to film a movie today set in modern times i feel like there's, there's that added difficulty not just in terms of you know logistically but in terms of story and writing and and how do you how do you introduce it uh they did smart things though I felt that at the beginning, you know, uh, there's an airport scene, so they're on their masks. Uh, they meet their driver slash uh, film uh, 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 sound guy. 
Yeah, which I'll, I'll explain in a moment. And uh, he and, and they're all in the mask and they're in the car and they they literally wrote a scene where it's like, oh yeah, uh, we're all vaxxed, uh, so it's okay if you don't want to wear your mask. And then the sand guy's like, oh yeah, 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 I've had COVID a bunch. Of, <laughs> that was actually a funny scene at the beginning. It's like, oh yeah, I've had COVID five times, so I, I'm fine not wearing a mask. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, uh, and then, you know, the rest of the movie sort of set it up that uh, they didn't really wear masks. They were in an Amish community. Uh, actually, let me read the IMDA on that note. Uh, Margot, comma, a young woman who was abandoned by her mother as a baby, comma, travels to a secluded Amish community with a documentary film crew seeking answers about her mother and extended family. Oh, so this is the, you know, sort of paranormal activity family. If you haven't seen any of these, yeah, do you know they're sort of connected through weird satanic-y stuff? Yeah, they are. In fact, this one, probably more than a lot of them, uh, it almost feels like they're really sort of delving into that. And uh, you know what's interesting? Uh, I'll, I'll try not to give too much away, but you know, in the end, who cares as well? Because it's a paranormal activity franchise. Uh, it, it's almost setting it up where if the next movie wanted to be like a crazy action movie with like you know uh, people fighting demons and shit, I feel like that's you know it's at the very least within the realm of possibilities. And I will say I would be here for that. Uh, uh, on the notes of that and sort of rating and what I thought of it. Yeah, uh, the missus always has to talk me into watching these just because I don't like horror movies with, like, haunted house ghost stuff. Now, these have moved away from that a fair amount to the degree where they're no longer that scary to me, but, uh, but like, the grudge, like, that just gave me goosebumps literally saying that. <laughs> uh, uh, what else? The Ring, the first Paranormal Activity, maybe the second one, I don't really remember. But, like, like just haunted ghosty movies. Haunted ghost uh, house movies. Long, dark corridor ones. Uh, those are the ones that have given me uh, uh, night terrors, and sometimes I shy away from. Uh, yeah, so these are no longer scary, though, paranormal activity ones. Uh, that being said, rating-wise, you know, I, I'd go like a solid three, maybe even three plus. Uh, rating scale, of course, three enjoyed while watching, but wouldn't watch again. But uh, I could see a scenario in which I would re-watch all the paranormal activities maybe one day. I am very curious. Uh, I, I will say of uh, of the paranormal activities, this one did make me uh, very much wonder what's next, what's going to happen in the next film. Speaking of films, or blockbuster, summer blockbusters, sure, uh, The Eternal, oh, Eternals, I really want to put a the in front of that, but no, Eternals from 2021. The saga of the Eternals. There you go. A race of immortal beings who lived on Earth and shaped its history and civilizations. Yeah, uh, interesting premise. Uh, like many, I am sure, knew nothing of the Eternals. Uh, while I, you know, enjoy comic booky stuff, uh, I have not really delved too deeply, or at all really, uh, into actual uh, physical uh, comic books. 
Uh, so, you know, didn't really know anything of the Eternals. I think maybe I, like, vaguely... Uh, I used to go, oh yeah, what was that site called? I think it was called Comic Vine. Is that what it was? Uh, and they had this cool thing, but, uh, I feel like they got rid of it where it was like, uh, rating, uh, uh, you know, superheroes, supervillains in terms of their power, like who would win in a fight. Uh, uh, and you could go on and sort of, do I feel like you could even put, you could like pick two and then sort of click on them, and then it would put them together and see who fought, or who would win in a fight. Am I imagining that? I might be imagining that. It's a cool idea. Imagine you took every single, you know, DC, Marvel, everything, uh, anyone with any sort of powers whatsoever, threw them into a website and uh, had them battle to the death, uh, uh, ranking their various powers, you know, just getting a lot of, you know, behind the scenes numbers involved. Like, you know, if, if you're shooting lasers from your eyes, you get this number. Uh, if you can, you know, control the weather, you get this number. I don't know why I'm specifically thinking of X-Men. Probably because Eternals, to be honest, uh, kind of boring. Um, you know, I, I, I do like the sort of going back in history and seeing uh, uh, this sort of very mystical feeling. Yeah, uh, maybe that's what... Although, that's kind of what I liked about it, to be honest. Uh, uh, rather than uh, the superhero sort of coming from, you know, uh, I don't know, like an experiment or uh, uh, mutations. These are like sort of very mystical feeling beings. And a lot of the stuff going on in this has that sort of, you know, magic uh, uh, lore, a lot of lore. You can have a, of the two hours and 36 minutes of this, at least 36, if not more, is going to be just fucking lore thrown at you, which I do enjoy, but also can see why maybe this movie was not enjoyed by all. Uh, on that note, rating-wise, yeah, you know, similar to Paranormal Activity 3, and that I enjoyed while watching it. My desire to watch it again, pretty non-existent. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. It was interesting. Uh, but, you know, are they going to make more The Eternals? Who's to say? Moving on to, oh yeah, I think this was a rewatch, I'm pretty sure, uh, from, what year is this from? 2001. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Ghost of Mars. Oh, interesting. Similar mystical stuff going on in this, apparently. In 2176, comma, a Martian police unit is sent to pick up a highly dangerous criminal at a remote mining post. Upon arrival, the cops, <laughs> the cops find that the post has become a, oh shit, carnal house. I don't think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's carnal house, not charnel house. Yeah, yeah, carnal house. Uh, you know, what's the definition of a carnal house? Let's see. Uh, a carnal house is a vault or building where human skeletal remains are stored. They are often built near churches for depositing bones that are unearthed. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't remember seeing a lot of bones per se, but there were a lot of dead bodies. Uh, this is sort of, I feel like, famously 
on lists of, you know, just really, really bad movies. And it is, yes, but it's also, uh, you know, for me, definitely falls into the so bad it's good category. Uh, but it's close. <laughs> it's maybe a close one. It, it, it's, you know, verging on a so bad it's bad. Uh, starring, of course, Natasha Henstridge. Yeah, remember Natasha Henstridge Species? Actually, I wouldn't mind watching that, rewatching that. And wasn't there like three or four of them? I'm pretty sure there was quite a few Species movies. She's um, not the greatest actress uh, in the world, which, you know, saying that Natasha Hentridge is not a, a, a fabulous actress in terms of acting chops is, you know, that's not a hot take. No offense. There's no way she'll hear this. And I don't normally say mean things on the podcast. Uh, and I feel bad for doing so. Ice Cube is also here. <laughs> also famously a terrific actor. Uh, Pam Greer. Awesome. I, I, I forgot she was in this. I uh, love Pam Greer. And, and anytime she's in anything, she's she's sort of a badass in this too, which is nice. Uh, we got Jason Statham, who I also forgot was in this. Jason Statham pre-shaved head, no less. Uh, other people you might recognize are also in it. Uh, yeah, it's sci-fi. Uh, you know, the, the, the titular ghosts... It never really f totally makes sense to me. Uh, it's something like uh, Mars, the planet, doesn't like the fact that humans have, you know, sort of moved in and started to terraform it. On that note, uh, uh, you can be outside on the planet Mars and uh, uh, live without a spacesuit in this because terraforming is in progress. It's not 100%. They still have to occasionally take a little huff of something. Not really sure how this works. Is it oxygen? Who knows? Um, and, and apparently these ghosts, I did air quotes, don't like the fact that humans are doing this, so they're uh, going to get them out of there. How do they do this? Well, of course, they take over their bodies um, make them, you know, insane and somehow sharpen their teeth. I don't know how the actual teeth sharpening happens. Is it a physical filing involved or is it a, a, a spiritual, uh, metaphysical manifestation of the desire of these, again, ghosts in quotes, to uh, gnaw on the bones of the humans who are invading their lands? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, whatever it is, it's basically, they're not zombies, they're not mindless, but they are sort of that vibe a little bit. Uh, and, and then, you know, you got Ice Cube being a badass and, uh, other prisoners, uh, have to team up with the cops, which, you know, an uneasy alliance is always fun. Uh, lots of guns and, and fighting and, you know, dumb, dumb shit. Dumb shit from this 2001 movie. Some some bad CGI as well. Uh, wasn't there? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was. All in all, rating-wise, you know, th this is definitely one of those movies that if you like this sort of thing, you will like it. And if you don't, I don't blame you. <laughs> so rating-wise, I'd go, I don't know, four-ish. I, like, I definitely like this more than the... Inter I'd rather watch Ghost of Mars than Eternals. I will say that. So I will give it a four. 
Oh, moving on to a, a sort of a, a sad one here. Uh, ask me another colon the final round which is a episode of a podcast the podcast of course is called ask me another um oh shoot i didn't put a link here host ophira eisenberg oh let's see how close i am (laughs) ophira eisenberg is my guest of her name and i'm notoriously bad with names uh ask me another podcast Ophira, oh my god, I got it right. Ophira, O-P-H-I-R-A, Ophira Eisenberg. Yeah, wow. And uh, Jonathan Colton. Uh, This was a NPR production, and I say was, because uh, it has ended after nine fucking years. Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't think I had been listening to it for the full nine years. Maybe on and off I have. Uh, You know what? I could maybe tell... Uh, this is one of my uh, tricks I use from time to time uh, because I have always sent my podcast notes to uh, my email. I can actually type in, you know, I'll put in quotes, ask me another, and I'll be able to tell not necessarily when I started listening, but if I've ever spoken of it on the podcast, I did in episode 482, which is from 2019. Okay, so that's at the very least when I started uh, 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 talking about it. Uh, ask me another, yeah. Huh. I uh, also sp- spoke of D&Ds for Nerds, Matt Koval, Ron Burgundy podcast. <laughs> it's kind of neat to look back and see what uh, what I spoke of. Jack Whitehall Travels, Star Trek Discovery Season 2 episodes, uh, I don't know. Cat's Cradle. Oh, okay, that was a book I read. Russian Doll. Oh, yeah, that was really good. I, I thought they were going to make a second season of Russian Doll. Hmm. Uh, Earbuds. Oh, a podcasting documentary. The Man Who Would Kill Hitler. Bullet County and High Plains Drifter. High Plains Drifter, that's interesting, because if you listen to the last episode, I watched a shit ton of uh, uh, Clint Eastwood Western movies. Huh. Anyways, uh, yeah, uh, they decided to end for whatever reason. I'm guessing it's because that podcast always very much seems to strive in front of a live uh, studio, not a live studio audience, but a live, you know, theater club audience, whatever it was. Uh, Basically, it was a podcast where they play, you know, a a series of games, often trivia-based, with uh, 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 quite often funny comedic people. And uh, it was just a goddamn delight. Uh, uh, Jonathan Colton, of course, brought the music. And uh, it, it's sad that it's, uh, you know, definitely has that end of an era feeling. Uh, but I guess it just, that's my assumption. They they, they, they didn't go into why they were uh, canceling it after nine years. But, uh, you know, making some assumptions that COVID and the fact that they, I think, I don't know if it was every single episode, but. Uh, at least, was it every episode? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Was in front of a studio audience, you know. That's not easy to do, or at all possible sometimes, uh, these days, which is, you know, sad and depressing, and, uh, the fact that we're losing things like this because of it, uh, you know, get vaccinated, you pieces of shit who aren't vaccinated. 
<laughs> Moving on to oh another podcast, Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast, episode four hundred. Yeah, uh, a cool little milestone there. Uh, they had on a slew of guests, uh, Gilbert and Frank. Oh yeah, so it's Gilbert Gottfried, of course. Who uh, you know in a uh, pre-episode six hundred worlds did the you could hear his voice from a cameo that i purchased uh in the opening of this very podcast so that's fun uh uh, uh, co-host frank oh i'm not gonna get his last name sancho ponza (laughs) frank santo panda it's something like that uh he sort of wrangles uh, uh, very much, uh, you know, it doesn't do it in a, it's interesting cause, uh, 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 thinking of the podcast smart list with Jason Bateman and, oh shit, where are the other ones? Sean and anyways, on that podcast, one of the hosts, uh, uh, sort of wrangles in such as a way that takes me out of it and makes it sort of hard to listen to where, you know, with people having a conversation and he will sort of jump in and ask a question in order to it feels like he's trying to, you know, get things back on track. Although the track that it was on being an interesting conversation, he sort of always derails and it makes it hard to listen to in my opinion. Anyways, not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about how Frank, on this podcast, does a similar thing. However, does it seamlessly and well. Where, uh, you know, uh, uh, the hilarious conversation is happening and he will, you know, toss in a uh, a comment or a question that will uh, sort of develop further... Uh, uh, further streams of consciousness down the same roads that the conversation was headed and and does it does it in a very very uh, uh, sort of expert manner I find uh, so they had on Craig Bierko, Drew Friedman, Gino Salomon, Dave Thomas you know it's interesting Dave Thomas been hearing him on quite a few or at least a few uh, podcasts recently uh, which is nice and you know Canadian I'm pretty sure he's Canadian anyways it was from SCTV just see Dave, yeah, he's got to be Canadian, right? He's a hoser, after all. Uh, 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 Is a Canadian actor. Yeah. Where is he from? Where is he from? Let's see. As I am Canadian. St. Catharines. Okay, yeah, I've been there. Uh, It's uh, southern, southern Ontario, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like far southern, right? Let's check the old map. You know what? This is the sort of thing we can do in a uh, post. Oh, yeah. Way down there. Just uh, by Niagara Falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Near the border. Near the border by Buffalo. Uh, which I've been to Buffalo. I uh, uh, went through twice for wings, in fact. As a, as a young child, really. I uh, used to occasionally for some reason go on long drive from where we were which is you know closer to toronto uh with my dad and sister and drive to buffalo uh to a place called honey's uh and get wings which was interesting because apparently uh my dad was a cop and it was famous uh within you know cop 
circles, apparently. Uh, the, this place in Buffalo, uh, famous among uh, Toronto police circles, to the degree that I remember going down there and just sort of coincidentally he ran into someone he knew. Now let's just see if... Uh, I'm going to Google Honey's Wings Buffalo. Let's see if it's still open. Buffalo Wild Wings... Oh, I don't think it is, or at least it's not. Oh, might help if I spelt it right. Honeyprosterius? Yeah, I don't think it's open anymore. Huh. Well, another end of an era. <laughs> uh, ask me another and Honey's Wings in Buffalo. Both no longer around. What is still around is uh, Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Cloud Podcast, which is, uh, if you're unfamiliar, uh, they, they very much sort of just every week sort of spew their love of, you know, sort of past actors and, and, and you know, f Three Stooges and uh, uh, Angie Dickinson, Peter Bogdanovich, uh, <laughs> Bob Hope, you know, just sort of delve into funny things of the past to see where, uh, you know, we have been in terms of comedy and uh, entertainment and and things like that. Uh, it, it's just, uh, you know, I, I do have that feeling that uh, looking at entertainment of the past is a good window to what's happening in modern day and you can sort of see where things have been and uh, where they are and uh, you know make some guesses to where they're going so uh, it, it's definitely a podcast that I enjoy and uh, you know if that sounds up your alley check her out why don't you uh, here we are in my final note which is a film from 2020 called On the Rocks oh somehow someway I missed this one oh Sophia Coppola I didn't realize that actually writer and director Hmm. Uh, a young mother reconnects with her larger-than-life Playboy father on an adventure through New York. The Playboy father, played by none other than Bill Murray, daughter played by Rashida Jones. Uh, yeah, it was a, a goddamn delight. Somehow, some way, you know what? I'm going to make a mental note and open up Bill Murray's IMDb here. Um, Somehow, uh, you know, went under the radar. I, I didn't, uh, I never heard of this one. <laughs> Just sort of popped up. Uh, uh, was it on a list? I can't remember. Anyways, uh, I had thought I had seen every Bill Murray movie. And he is an actor who, and really the only one, who I have ever made a conscious decision to seek out and try to watch every movie he's ever been in. He's just my favorite actor. Yeah, just just sort of period. I uh, could watch him and have watched him, you know, it just uh, I could watch him do anything. It, he, he definitely falls into the category. You know what? I've said this of Jeff Goldblum as well. Uh, actor who I could, I feel like, just watch, read the phone book and would, would somehow be, you know, enthralled. Uh, uh, the character he plays in this, very reminiscent of uh, how seemingly he is in real life. Just sort of larger than life. Uh, uh, going around to the delight of everyone around him. Uh, in this, you know, definitely very much sort of a, a, got a bit of a womanizer vibe to him, which is, you know, a, a little, a, 
somehow he, he makes it, at least from my perspective, you know, maybe uh, looking through rose-colored glasses here, he makes it not icky. He makes it that uh, 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 it's a love rather than a lust, if that makes sense. Uh, uh, talking with watches with the missus. Uh, and, you know, she, I asked, as I do often of, uh, uh, actors, uh, if she thinks they are good looking and, uh, she said, doesn't think he's a silver Fox. And we sort of came to the conclusion that no, he, he's not sort of like a sexy older man, but he's, you know, not ugly, uh, and definitely sort of oozing a, 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 a cuteness. So we, we have coined the term, uh, silver, uh, hedgehog. Or no, no. What was that? Silver guinea pig? What's like a small, cute animal? Silver kitten? Silver puppy. Silver puppy will, will go because, you know, uh, uh, yeah, that sort of makes sense. Fox. Uh, sort of a lupine dog. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Or no, wait. Silver badger? No, that would be angry. Yeah, silver puppy. I like it. Uh, just sort of oozing cuteness. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, and, and charisma out the wazoo. There was a scene, uh, uh, in this where he's in a bar and, uh, uh, just sort of, there's a guy playing the guitar and, uh, he's just sort of singing along. He doesn't have the greatest voice in the world, Bill Murray, but, uh, you know, it's serviceable and, uh, fun to hear. And he, he, he just sort of pouring his emotion through it. Uh, in, in, in a comedic, but also somewhat earnest way. And it just made me cry. And it, it is now a little bit just thinking that, uh, you know, one day and you know, he's pretty old <laughs> one day he's not going to be here. And of the celebrity deaths that I'm most worried about, definitely Bill Murray is uh, number one, just because he's given so much, uh, uh, entertainment and love and, uh, is seemingly an individual who just, uh, you know, goes around and, and, and spreads joy to everyone who's around him. And, uh, yeah, the, the sort of person in life that I wish I had, I, and there's definitely some, some longing for, uh, a, a life like that where you could sort of seemingly, uh, w with regards to life and, and work, he just sort of it seemingly seeks out things that he wants to do and does those. Imagine we could all live a life like that. I mean, yeah, there's the, the, the money makes that impossible and having to work, you know, fucking 40 hours a week, five days a week makes things like that untenable for just about everyone. But imagine we had some sort of a, a universal basic income where the pursuit of doing, you know, creative things, doing things one wishes they to do, they could do with their lives rather than forced to do in order to live. Basically, I think what I've figured out, we all need to strive to have lives that are a little more like Bill Murray's. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that just a whole world. Would we get shit done? Well, See, I, I guess that's some people's worries that with a universal basic income, you know, uh, things are not necessarily going to get done. But I don't think that's true. I, 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 I think that, you know, uh, you'd have jobs where 
you don't hate going. You might have jobs where, you know, uh, I'm sort of thinking of like, you know, someone who's uh, working at McDonald's now. Uh, that person who's working 40, 50 hours a week and still not able to, you know, afford uh, rent now has this basic income that they get from the government. Uh, why are they going to have that job? Uh, they're probably not going to have that job. They're probably not going to work 50 hours a week. Maybe they're going to work 20. Maybe that job is now split between two people. Uh, and that's sort of where I feel things have to be headed or you know the, the the sort of incoming class war that is brewing will explode into you know civil unrest great <laughs> uh yeah you know what we should do one episode is just sort of predictions future predictions let me throw out you know two quick ones right now um COVID will never go away. Uh, it will eventually get a variance that will get worse to the degree where we'll have to stay at home or die. Uh, and we'll say there's also that uh, aforementioned incoming class war will be, you know, class war or race war or combined, um, you know, something of that nature. And lastly, they'll come up with a new flavor of apple. Yeah, a new apple will be invented. It will taste like an orange somehow. The combination of an apple and an orange all in one delicious fruit. All right, folks. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? Uh, you know what? Uh, you know, on the note of uh, audience participation... If there's things I could do on this podcast that might be interesting that you'd like to hear, if you hell, if you want to be a guest, why the hell not, right? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, just let me know. Uh, Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter is probably your best bet. Just at me. Yeah, you could DM me. I might get it. I don't uh, really get DMs, so, you know, not impossible. But, uh, you know, I'd love to hear from you regardless. Folks, we've done it. It's nice to be nice to the nice. That was the...